Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. This is Rob. And this is the first live, up-to-date, I don't know what to call it, episode. The NHL preseason has started, and we're, what, 24 days or something like that from the season? Yeah, What's it start, the October 4th? Yes. <laughs> so today's the 19th of September, so we're close. It's 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 coming and i'm really yeah excited. it's only like october 3rd or 4th because actually that that game i was telling you about the exhibition the devils do it's on it's actually on october 1st okay so it actually is like right before the season starts yeah before so the official yeah okay because i remember looking at it being weird because it was like only one day between the end of preseason and the other and and the season started like one day off and i was like huh that's weird and it's because we're we're abroad hmm yeah, I didn't even know. I knew it was happening, but I didn't know that you were playing that team that Nico used to play for. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm thinking about taking a personal day from work because they put it out at 1 o'clock uh, on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like these China games that Boston and Calgary, they've been on at like 4 a.m. or something like that. Well, yeah, but you want to know it's sketchy too? Because I, I mean, this kind of hopping right into it, but I was in Boston over the weekend. So I was like, oh, dope. I could probably find somewhere in this place with this game playing. So I just went on the NHL app because I just wanted to make sure it started at 1 because that's when their coverage started. Mm-hmm. And the shit had the score on it. And I was like, why? I was like, why do you have the score up? I thought it started at 1. And like that's just when they were replaying it. That game had like long uh, since been over. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, man. Yeah. But I got to watch a little bit in Boston, so that was pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, I like this like whole thing that they're doing um, with these o- abroad games and stuff like that. I think it's really cool. So yeah, because I mean, the NFL started doing like games in London and stuff like that, so it's cool to have the NHL in China and Sweden and Switzerland and stuff like that. I feel like hockey has a better chance than American football, and that's like the one thing too, because American football obviously is bigger in this country than hockey but it's american football yeah and then there's the injury stuff and um, yeah i don't know i just feel like hockey is more of a shot abroad and it probably is a sadder shot here unfortunately yeah i mean because at least hockey is a worldwide sport i mean the only other country that has a sport like football or american football is canada and it's not even the same game yeah and honestly do you're not going to hear me say this too often but China's like want for the for the hockey and to be good is like groovy. They're like so determined to be like an Olympian at this, and they're like eager, yeah. and that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. I saw a picture. Apparently, like David Pasternak is like a god over there now because of this whole hockey thing. He has like oh, his really? own like milk ad or something like that. <laughs> like it's pretty cool. Like I thought it was really funny though. You think they just, like, watched the first game, and he, like, just did really good, and then they were just like, yo, can you shoot this real quick before the second game so you can be out by the... (laughs) I think the funniest thing is it doesn't even look like he did, like, a photo shoot. It's like they got a picture of him, and they just photoshopped it on this milk Oh, so David Pasternak may not be getting paid for that. Because that's what I meant about China and Groovy. They do have a little thing where they just don't give a fuck about copyright infringement or anyone except China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty cool how they 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 want to compete at this sport on an international level. I think it's pretty pretty cool. You know the Chinese have a the, the, there's a Chinese team in the KHL? I think I did know that. Hmm. But yeah. Well, for the viewers out there who didn't know that. Um, 
I learned that when I was seriously considering flipping to the KHL and seeing if they <laughs> what they had to offer. <laughs> when they start talking about making the nets like two feet wider, I'm like, I'm gonna start watching Russian hockey. <laughs> yeah, I I want I kind of want to, but I just never get around to it. I guess. Yeah, I wonder what the streaming service is too. Do you have to pay for it in like fucking rubles or? <laughs> I don't know how it works. <laughs> But all right, we got we got real shit to talk about. Yeah, there's some for this things that we haven't talked about. First thing I wanted to talk about was Henrik Zetterberg is not officially retired, but he said that he will not play hockey again due to uh, I think it's degenerative. Of course, degenerative. Yeah, degenerative issue with his back. So his back is kind of going, and for him to risk further injury it would probably just be too likely that he would be injured sometime within the season or you know something that he might never recover from so at his age now it's i i get it completely it's not really worth it you know yeah yeah no definitely and he's had a great career um it's not worth your back for the rest of your your life especially if you have an out now at a time where you're you're pretty much on top and I mean, it's not like Detroit's competing for a cup this year. Most likely, that's not going to happen. So now, he might as well. Um, but Zetterberg's a good, good hockey player. It's, it's a you know pleasure to yeah. see him around. It's unfortunate that it is being cut a little bit short, but yeah, it it sucks to see him go out this way. But I mean, for being a seventh round pick in 1999, he ended up with 337 goals and 623 assists for nine, 960 points in 1,082 games. He wins the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe in 07-08, Olympic gold, world championship gold in 2006. He's a member of the Triple Gold Club, and there's only I think there's only 24, 25 players, and Mike Babcock in that, so and prestigious. Babcock, yeah. yeah, well, of course, Mike <laughs> Babcock. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's had an illustrious career for, you know, Someone who, you know, didn't even have to show up to draft day because he was a seventh-round pick. Yeah. He wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah. And, again, it, it always sucks with injury. And he, he proved last year, too, he still had it in the tank playing, a, you know, on a worse Detroit team and still putting up putting up decent numbers. But, yeah. like I said, man, it's uh, got to do got do what you got to do. But I appreciated watching you, Henrik Zetterberg, and I, uh, you know, good luck in the in the future hopefully he'll like be in some sort of hockey you know facet moving forward yeah i think so i think he'd be good at it to be honest now we can move on into some trades that happened oh man um so adam mcquade gets traded to the rangers no fuck that um, he did get <laughs> traded to the rangers but that's good though <laughs> that won't be on this podcast yeah, go listen to some Ranger fucking podcast, man. <laughs> Which one do you want to do first? I think the bigger one. Let's get bigger it. Bigger one first? Let's get it out of the way. It's, it's so hard. You lead the way on this one. I don't understand anything. All right, so Eric Carlson is no longer an Ottawa senator. He is now a San Jose Shark. Him and Francis Perron, which I'm pretty sure is just a player to for contract space reasons, that gets moved to San or gets moved to San Jose, and back to Ottawa goes Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMello, Josh Norris, Rudolph Spousers, a 2019 conditional second, a 2020 conditional first, 
and a 2021 conditional second. So, and all the conditions are the 2019 second round pick is the higher of the two picks that the Sharks currently own. They own the Florida Panthers second and their second. So whichever one is higher. The better pick. Yeah, the better pick goes to Ottawa. The 2020 conditional first, Ottawa will receive a 2019 first round picks. Jesus Christ, I I can't talk. The 2020 conditional first, Ottawa will, will receive a 2019 first round pick if the Sharks do not make the playoffs, not happening. If the Sharks make the playoffs, Ottawa receives the 2020 first. So they're getting a first and a second regardless. Oh, but it may not even be this year the first. Yeah, it has the potential to be both this year. They're getting a second this year, no matter what. Yeah. They might get a first this year if the Sharks don't make the playoffs. So they're not getting a first this year. Yeah. And then if they make the playoffs, they're still they're getting a first. It'll just be next year's first. Yeah. So the other conditional second from 2021, the Senators will receive... The Sharks' 2021 second-round pick if Carlson is re-signed. The selection upgrades to a 2021 first-round pick if the Sharks reach the Stanley Cup Final in 2019. Hmm. So if they make the Cup Final, they'll they, get... They'll get two firsts. They'll get two firsts, but the second one won't be until 2021. Okay. And then there's a last condition that's not necessarily related to any of the three picks... So they're gonna they're guaranteed to get a first and two seconds. Well, actually not, because if Carlson didn't sign an extension when he went, I'm assuming that he will. Um, but maybe not. So they're guaranteed to get a first and a second, no matter what, with the option to get a second. I think I don't know if the Sharks will make it to the Cup final, but. The last condition overall is the Sens will receive a first-round pick from the Sharks no later than the 2022 pick if Carlson is on an Eastern Conference roster during the 2018-19 season. So if if they decide that he's not going to resign and they try to flip him at the deadline, I doubt that happens. Or if they try to trade his rights, I guess, (laughs) at the end of the season if he's not going to sign, then they have to give... They, they still have to first. give that first. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, just a little insurance policy. Right. Well, it's Probably just to nothing. prevent him from going to the East. Really. Yeah, That's for, all for them, like, just to turn and flip him to, like, yeah, because they know they got burned something. On the, yeah. yeah, it's because they know they got burned on the Hoffman trade, so. Yeah. Well, that's fair. But. Uh, I mean, you have I some mean, strong opinions. But <laughs> it's just too, it's too many question marks for me. Like, DeMello is a decent bottom six guy, or not, yeah, bottom six pair. Defenseman, right now, I think he could be better. Maybe he's a lower end four, three, maybe, I don't know, eventually. Um, Chris Tierney is not a bad player, but Ottawa doesn't really have the depth. I mean, it gives them more depth, but they it doesn't really help them in high-end talent. They get two decent prospects, and I just don't think that the picks are enough, really, because they're going to get a first and a second, and then they might get, or they're going to get another second, I guess, probably, if he resigns, so they're going to get a first and two seconds Yeah. for 
a franchise defenseman essentially. So if he's healthy the whole time that he's in San Jose, which I guess is a question mark, but I mean I don't think it's as big as everybody thinks it is, then they didn't get enough back. It's not enough. Yeah. I think there's too many moving pieces in this too for me to even formulate a proper opinion. That's how I felt. Like everyone was had their opinions on it and I'm like, I don't know. If that like trade doesn't get it done, what does? But at the same time, I can see that there's a lot of question marks if those prospects aren't grade A. Like, it could... It, the the auto situation is bad before this. But I feel like this is just, like... This is the worst possible situation for them to have been in. So I never expected this trade to, to really work out for them. And even in the past, other teams have gotten into similar things. Or you think you're going to lose your top-end guy. Or you do. Or he just walks in free agency like Tavares. You know I mean? You're losing like some high-end talent. I feel like the there's no real fair value to put on an Eric Carlson. I don't feel yeah. like you either... It's it's not overvalue. He's he's worth something, but you can't trade your whole team, right? Right. Yeah. You can't you can't trade your whole team? Like, what else were the Sharks supposed to do without? Like, you couldn't even trade someone. Like, I feel like better if you're the Sharks, because then you're like counterproductive. Like, you know, what I mean, you're like right. taking away one of the pieces that's going to get you there. You need him as an addition to, and you can't yeah. give him every first round pick you have forever because that's not going to work either. So it's really in a situation like that, you just have to not fuck it up if you're Ottawa. You have to like just sign Eric Carlson or you need to. It, it would have been cool. The only other fair trade I could think is if you had like if maybe they traded him for like a superstar player of another position and it was like a one for one or something close to that. This like spamming it and like doing like an NHL 19 like keep just adding pieces on it like never really yeah. works out in the game. It never really works out in real life. So <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that hurts them the most is that they limited themselves to just trading with the West, which I don't know why they're wor- worried about. It's like Carlson might be retired by the time you guys make the playoffs again. <laughs> he might not be a threat to your team for the rest of the time he plays in the league it's like you're not worried you can't be worried about meeting him in the cup final because you might not make it back yeah or not well, anytime soon it's like the thing the, the ideal scenario would be that they find someone who's really good with this 2020 first they get a good guy with this 2019 second and then hope one of these two guys you know or all these guys like tyranny Demello, norris and bowsers they hope that they you know at least turn into like well, I mean, Tierney and DeMello are already NHL guys, um, but they need to reach their ceiling, and then Norris and Bowsers are one of the two at least become NHL serviceable. So, Yeah, and I mean, I think that most likely this is like a, a bullshit trade. Like, it just kind of is what it is, but there there is like an alternate universe where they got more than enough, too. I mean, say the Sharks make the cup final this year. They get two first-round picks. They turn both those guys into something good, or one of them maybe is like an all-star. One yeah. of these prospects is very good, plays in their top six or, or, or their top four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or gets them like a great goalie or something, and then Tierney becomes a second-line guy and Tomello doesn't suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a world where it all plays out, but the odds of all those things happening are so slim. So it's just like... It's just one of those things where you're right. There's too many question marks, but it's not like they got nothing. 
That, that's... Yeah, no, they didn't get nothing. And I honestly think, and I know it doesn't have anything to do with it, they'd be su- I'd probably feel just so much better about this trade if they had their own 2019 first. It has nothing to do with it, but it makes I a know. difference, right? Because <laughs> then you're like, you don't need those picks. They're, they're on top of an all-star. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that, that's a lottery pick. I would right, it is. if if that pick that Colorado gets from them isn't in the top three, like it's gonna be. I promise you, it's yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen now. <laughs> I mean, now yeah. that Ottawa has done fucked this up so bad, it just has to. Like, even if it's if they're like number seven, that pick wins the lottery. Yeah, and the dude, and that's the thing. The Ottawa situation is so bad that I again, I just don't even feel like I could give this trade a fair assessment. Like. Even if they traded for, like, fucking Carlson for, like, Ovechkin straight up. That's not saving their team either. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, even if they got a player of the highest caliber, just like a forward or something, instead of a defender, they still don't have that pick, and that's their future, and they already lost Hoffman, and, you know, they're already, you know, dude, there's just too much going on with that. Duchesne's definitely going to walk now. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Him and... <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mark Stone. Yeah, Chris Tierney, though, is going to get a lot of playing time. He may end up their first line center at the deadline. Yeah, so, he could be. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I like it from San Jose's point of view. Do you know how, like, stacked that, like, defense can be? Like, they could put Burns, Carlson, and Mark Edward Vlasic out there for 20 minutes apiece and have, like, one of the best defensemen on the ice at all times. Yeah, one thing I'm curious of, and I don't want to get too much down the fantasy road, though, is I feel like Eric Carlson's stock, like, jumped, and Brett Burns kind of did, too. But it's like, someone's going to sacrifice a little bit of playing time, though. So I think it's going to be dope for them. Um, I'm curious to see how it works out. I, like, wonder if they'll test the idea of putting them together. Probably not, but, you know, I'm sure it, it would happen along at some point, but... I'm I'm really curious to see the combos. There's like a good uh, there's good potential there. But I think I thought that was funny that everyone's stock goes up in that and that no one's like, well, we have two players who do, you know, are they both going to put up like 80 points, and like 30 goals? Probably not. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things like I think either one of them can have a great year or both of them can have a good year. I don't know, like I don't think both of them are going to put up the numbers that they were putting up before. Yeah, and to like, be fair... they both fair, can't be point per game. Yeah, and, and to be fair, Eric Carlson's more of a setup guy, and Burns gets a lot of his points because he's got that nasty shot. So it's not like they're the same player, but... Yeah. You know, it's... I don't know. I'm curious to see it. I want to see it in concept. And I want to see, if they did put them together, how good defensively they are. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that they're going to put them together because they're both right-handed. Yeah, I figure that wouldn't ha- I'm Again, I wouldn't be surprised if it's tested at one point, like if the Sharks start to, like, blow or, like, something happens. but yeah. Or if they need, you know, for, like, a hero line. I mean, that's pretty cool. They have a hero line for defense, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. goalie pulled, like, you get both those guys out there with your best forwards. It's pretty dope. It's but, like- and that's what I mean. I, I want to see it in, in concept. But I know that probably won't be a mainstay, like, because they are, like yeah. you said, both right-handed and... They're definitely, for sure, now the only team that I would say should or maybe I don't know if it should, but definitely could put both defensemen on the power play again instead of four forwards and one defenseman. Yeah. Like, that top yeah, power definitely. play could just be 
Burns and Carlson just playing catch at the blue line. Yeah. See, that would be fun to watch. I don't know yeah. if they do it, but I want to see it at one point. <laughs> I'm probably going to watch that first, first Sharks game. I already like marked it off where I'm definitely watching the entirety. Well, I'll flip a little bit, but of like Tavares' first game in Toronto yeah. and Carlson's first game in San Jose. I want to see these things in practical application. I feel like my opinion would be, it's a lot of bullshit we're talking until I see how it looks. <laughs> yeah pretty excited about it though yeah no i like it i think the sharks are going to be real good um i kind of wish this would have happened before i predicted vegas to win um but i'm not going to change anything they could still win yeah because they get max pastoretti from montreal so they got another 30 goal scorer yeah that's pretty cool because at first, I was like, eh, dude, I mean, I think I texted you. I feel like they're playing, like, like GM mode, and they're just trying to, like, stack it up. But, I mean, you, you lose James Neal in, um, in like, free agency, and you replace him with, with Pacioretty. I mean, you're like, that's pretty good. And, yeah. and on top of all the other shit that they've already done, it, it, <laughs> it still looks good for them. I think it looks very good now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they still have the first line, they still have Marchessault, and they still have Carlson, and they still have Smith. Then they have, I'm going to assume, Pacioretty with Stastny and maybe Alex Tuck. Yeah. Um, and then that just pushes everybody down one. So, you know, then you have Howluck, Eakin, and who, um, I'm trying to look at the Oscar Lindbergh, or maybe Thomas Nosek or whatever. They have, yeah. I think, I mean, the depth was good before, but I think it's just so much better now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're able to flip Thomas Tatar, who I think that they gave up too much for, but they were able to turn him into Max Pastoretti, so it's not really that big of a deal, I don't think, anymore. And they gave up Nick Suzuki, who, I'll give props to Montreal, they acquired a center prospect. They actually, like, he's actually a center. Like, yeah, this and kid's he's supposed a to be really good. Yeah, he's supposed to be good. I don't know if he'll play this year. I think it's probably more next year. But they well, get who knows with that Montreal. Well, yeah, though. he could challenge. He could definitely challenge because Montreal has like three centers, but they're all third line centers. So yeah. So they actually get a center prospect. So good on them for getting something that they actually needed, and then they get a 2019 second round pick. So yeah. But I like Pacioretty for Vegas. Um, I don't think it was, I think it was actually a decently fair trade. Obviously, Vegas is going to win in the short term, but Nick Suzuki could be really good for Montreal, but I don't think it's really, I don't think Vegas really cares. I mean, they signed, yeah. instantly signed him to, uh, extension. He gets four years, seven mil per, so. And really, those picks, like underpayments and overpayments, we could talk about all the trades they made. They still have, like, pretty much all their assets. Yeah, they still have Cody Glass. I I thought to myself, like, they must be running out. Like, they're, like, draining that. But no, like, they still have all their important stuff. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, they still have every one of their picks except for their seventh round pick in 2019. Because they traded them someone else's second round pick that they had. I want to say, like, Columbus or something. So they traded... Montreal Columbus's second round pick I think or some someone like that I th- I'm pretty sure it's a metro team 
Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just give them props for playing GM mode, and, and they still have their own first. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. And they still have their best. Like, they still have Cody Glass. They still have Eric Brandstrom, who are probably their two best prospects. And I, from what I've heard, I haven't, like we were talking about before the podcast, I haven't watched too much of anybody else's preseason. But I hear, like, Brandstrom could challenge for a job this year, especially if, what you call it, if, what the fuck's his name? God damn it. Um, Shea uh, Theodore, if he doesn't sign, there'll be a spot. Oh, yeah. Depending on when he signs. He's going to sign eventually. But is he going to hold out into the season or whatever? I don't know. And Nate Schmidt's out for 20 games. Yeah. Which I think that's bullshit, to be honest. We haven't talked. That's another thing we could talk about. I just, I don't know much about it. I think it was like trace levels of steroids or something. Yeah, it's like right. basically he had like a billionth of like a milligram or a milliliter or something. I don't know. Some like ridiculously small amount that was picked up or whatever. And from everything that I hear, it's all stuff that's been given to him by his team. So, I don't know, I think it's kind of bullshit. That there's, like, I don't know, there's no, I guess that they're contesting it or whatever, but it doesn't sound like anything's really going to come from it. It sounds like he's going to miss 20 games. Um, I don't know, I think it's kind of bullshit that, you know, really nothing that could have ever really enhanced his performance. He was tested last year twice, he said. Never had an issue. He's been tested before, never had an issue. So, it's not like he's really out here, like, bringing PEDs into the NHL, so... Yeah. Well, I just wonder, because I, I mean, was it something that occurs in something else? And that's why it's only trace levels. Or did somebody, you know, did did someone give him something that definitely, definitely was against the rules and it was just a long time ago and there's still some left over? I don't know enough about that, to be honest, but that does kind of suck. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing is, like, I don't know the whole thing, like the whole story. But he's claimed to only take supplements or whatever he takes that have been provided to him from the Golden Knights. So, you know, but I don't know the guy. What do they say? No comment? <laughs> no, they backed him 100%. Oh, really? Yep. They think Did it's it come bullshit. up with anyone else on the team then? Uh, I don't know because I don't know how the like NHL does their drug testing. So I don't know. I'm assuming not everybody gets tested at the same time. It's probably only a handful of guys at a time. They probably can't because of the players' union. Yeah, so they probably can't. I'm sure if they hit the whole team, the players' union probably would be like, um, no. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know how their drug testing works, but I'm assuming that's probably right. Like, they're not going to go hit the whole team. And I'm assuming that, like, all these guys probably take similar supplements, but they might not all take the same thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's not like you know. dudes like cracking home runs like Barry Bonds or anything. It's just you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that it was just I honestly I don't know I don't know him obviously but you know he sounded pretty sincere about trying to stay true to the game and stuff like that. Um, he's never had an issue before. I guess it's just like a zero tolerance policy, but you know. Yeah. Which on the on the other side of the spectrum too, I can respect the NHL for having a zero tolerance policy for not wanting it to turn into a big thing, and right. so I I completely understand where they're coming from too. Although it may not be fair for him if what he's saying is true, 
I understand where they are just like, well, we're not, we're not doing this game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to enter that, that arena. Um, so I, I, I actually respect the NHL too for just being like, nope, like 20 games. Yeah. Like, and it's only 20 games, like quarter of the season. He'll be back. It, if the appeal well, yeah, doesn't but... work, like he's, he's not like banned for life. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, he's not banned for life. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I understand like where they're coming from for sure. I guess my biggest issue is that, like, I guess you don't know. Like like you said, it could be, like, maybe he did take something and, you know, it's kind of wearing out of his system or whatever. So maybe he did or maybe he really accidentally got given something that had the slightest amount and it really didn't perf- add any performance enhancement to him. So Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, we'll see. If he's really going to appeal it, I'm sure we'll hear about it. Um, it'd be nice to, to to probably hear from, like, an expert, too. Like, someone who actually knows about the, the drug that came up. Like, yeah. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Just They kind of just blanket term performance-enhancing drugs now. So, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, since we kind of got into the contract talk a little bit right there, um, we can talk about the four remaining restricted free agents yeah i was gonna say we should definitely hit that the theodore thing because that's probably a bigger deal even than what we just talked about about their blue line yeah so just before we do that um josh morrissey and sam reinhardt who were on this list just a couple days ago they both signed bridge deals oh and uh darnell nurse has signed a bridge deal. Morrissey gets two years, 3.15 per. Darnell Nurse gets two years, 3.2 per. And Sam Reinhart gets two years at 3.65 per. Hmm. So I think these are all good contracts. Um, that's about pretty standard for a bridge deal. Like, that's right on par with where I think we would we should be. Yeah. For those guys. I- I'm honestly surprised more at the Josh Morrissey one. I think um, Winnipeg could have stood to pay him long-term because I think he's going to be the one that outlasts Jacob Truba, to be honest. Yeah. So I think out of those two, I think Josh Morrissey is going to be the one to stick around and eventually Truba is going to find his way out. Yeah. Only because, I mean, he he's going to go to arbitration again next year, I'm assuming. And then after that, he probably or he goes to arbitration next year, and then he probably signs another one year deal, and then he's unrestricted. I think so. Yeah. I think he only has one more year of unrestricted free agency. So, so I don't know. I probably would have signed, tried to get Morrissey under more of a long term contract, but you know, it stands for him to make more money this way. So, yeah, yeah, and I mean that I can understand that criticism for them, but. At the same time, too, they have a really good team right now, and they're going to have to start playing with money. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to sign fucking Patrick Laine and Kyle Connor. They're probably both getting long-term contracts. Yeah, so, I mean, it could come back to bite them, but I understand the mindset of where they're at. And, I mean, if I was the Oilers, I would have did the exact same thing for Nurse. He's not going anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. It hasn't been so crazy that we should be pre-raising him. Although he's a good defender. Yeah. Right. All right, so the four remaining RFAs are William Nylander, 
Miles Wood, Shea Theodore, and Nick Ritchie. The word on William Nylander is that he's asking for eight million while Toronto's only offering six. Mm. So I don't think that he's I, I think he's well within his right to ask for eight because of the potential, while I think that Toronto's more looking at what he's done. Yeah. But Toronto's I think honestly like Toronto kind of doesn't have as good of an angle because I feel like a lot of guys have gotten paid for their potential as of late, like McDavid and Eichel. Not that Nylander's on that platform, but, like, you know, these guys are getting paid for what they're bringing in the future, not necessarily. I mean, McDavid, obviously, is getting kind of paid for both. I mean, he's put up 100 points every year, but, you know, they're not paying him $12.5 million for him to start putting up 75, so. yeah. <laughs> so I think um, that Nylander has the angle in his favor that guys are getting paid for what they're going to bring, and I think that he's gonna be pretty important. And plus, they already promised, like, yeah, we are gonna keep Matthews, Nylander, and Marner. So yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They were pretty confident that they were definitely gonna be able to do that. So I think it's funny that it's already started because their their real cap problems aren't gonna start for another couple years, probably. Um, which, I mean, I'm sure that they'll figure this out. I don't think, like, Nylander's going to play hockey. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. happen. But I think you're right. I think he has an edge, and I think that he might he might be able to use that edge, even if it's a short-term deal, that that could end up biting them. Like, you know what I mean? Even if it's not, like, a long-term and, like you said, like, the potential. Like, then he could do better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Then he can do even better and command even more um, later on when they're looking to re-sign like Matthews and all them. So like, yeah, it's a rough spot for Toronto. Um, but I do think that that it's pretty funny that they came out and guaranteed that and they're already having a problem with it. Yeah. That, that was my one thing about the, about Chang and JT. It's like obviously going to make you better. Who would pass up on John Tavares? Like I was thinking about it, like no one in their right mind would, but like you already had like a squad and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to sacrifice this thing that you built with your own two hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, that's like, I don't know if I ever really came out and said it. I just think that the team that they were building without Tavares was just so much more sustainable. Yeah. Like, I mean, because just next, like, in the next offseason, they're going to have to sign Matthews, Marner, Kapanen, Andreas Janssen. They're going to lose Jake Gardner. I mean, some whatever guys on defense, but, you know, Matthews is probably getting 10. I don't know. Is he getting 11? Tavares got 11. (laughs) Yeah. This is Matthews. I mean, honestly, I don't care what anybody says. It's Matthews' team. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Until the day he leaves, it's his team. Like, it's supposed to be built around him. Not John Tavares. It's his team. So what's he get? And I, I get that. And I just... I don't like it. I mean, again, you can't pass up on John Tavares, I guess. It obviously... Like, I, I get it. The Penguins have a one-two punch at center. It's a little bit different, but they do. Yeah. And that's what everyone wants to emulate. And you want that, you know, these, uh, these all-stars and stuff. But you're right. Like, what they had, they could have kept that group around forever and still kept like in brewing these like like you know what i mean these these players um and instead i feel like they're gonna 
eventually, you're right, they're going to hit a wall sooner. Or they're going to have to get rid of someone who matters. Right. And like I said, I kind of called it a little bit. I thought that the Patrick Marlowe would work out for the t- first two years, and this is the second year. But that third and him making $6.25 million is going to hurt. Oh, I I didn't realize he's still signing next year, too. Yeah. Oh, next yeah. year, next whole next season is his last year on that contract. Oof. Yeah. So, I mean, the good thing for them is that, you know, as much as people are kind of doubting their, like, defensive core, you know, if Travis Dermott comes in and is a solid NHL guy and Justin Hall is, like, a solid bottom six guy and maybe, like, Timothy Liljegren and they get some, like, entry-level contracts on this defensive core and Zaitsev has a good year, you know, I think that they're going to be fine on the it's going to help them out cap wise because they can ride out a couple seasons on some lower post entry level contracts, but it's going to, yeah. I think it's going to be, t- it's going to get tight for them pretty quickly. I think. Yeah. And I mean, you pay a guy like Nylander, so they're going to have to figure it out. But I mean, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good player. Like, you know, yeah. y- you want him to be in your training camp already. So get it together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, as much as, like, we're going to say, like, a couple of guys, uh, the next guys aren't close yet, but, I mean, things can get close in days, like, yeah. within a day. Like, things will get done if they really need to get done. Oh, yeah. And or I remember, I mean. part then, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know. but And it's not the end of the world. I mean, what, Johnny Gaudreau missed the first game or two of the season, like, a, like last two years ago or something. Yeah. Doing, and doing Lindholm this, so. held out for a while. Hampus Lindholm held out. Yeah, I don't think that this is, like, the end of the world for Toronto. Like, I think they'll get it done. But, like, again, it's just sketchy, and it's sketchy for their future. Um, But now I'm sure it'll all work out fine, and they still got a good team. Like, even if he does miss a game or two, like, they'll... They'll get it. They'll get it worked out. It's just what's it gonna... Who's gonna win this, this, uh, you know, negotiation? I don't know. We'll see. I know there's a couple other RFAs, too. Yeah. So we can talk about your boy, Miles Wood. I mean, that is the most interesting and important of all. It's interesting, to be honest, because I feel like he doesn't have that much of an angle to, like, hold out for. No, he doesn't. I don't know what the holdup is, though. I feel like neither side has been like, oh, yeah, it's money. As far as that's the thing, it's like from what I've read from the quotes that I saw from Ray Shiro, it's not a big gap in money. So it's probably not money at all. But apparently there's philosophical issues. So maybe he thinks that he should be getting a bigger role and he's not going to. I don't know. I don't think... I mean, honestly, I think that I like Miles Wood and I like what he brings. He doesn't bring a complete game. He's probably a third liner at best with speed. Yeah. No, I will give him credit that he has improved. Oh, he's definitely so, gotten like, like, better. Yeah, and not only gotten better at what we thought he would get better at, like he's actually gotten better at like other aspects of the game too. So he's proved not to be like a like a dunce who's really fast and yeah. gets lucky with some you know what I mean? So he's not a bad player, but I think you're right, there's not much of an angle for a guy like him. If he really thinks that he's gonna be better, like you gotta take the bridge deal and prove it, and you gotta put up thirty yeah. goals this year. You know what right. I mean? Then that's how you prove that you're, you know, 
that you're going to be consistent is by being consistent. Like he doesn't have much of a leg to stand on there, but I just wonder how you don't pitch that properly. Like what, what philosophical difference could he like, what is he like? Oh, I want to play in the first line. And they're like, no, like when someone sit him down and just be like, you're a hardworking guy. We had to bench you the first game of last season. You're pissed about it, right? Like, do we need to do this again? Like, just fucking play hockey, and if you're good, we'll give you more time. Like, <laughs> yeah. Clearly, if Miles Wood puts up 30 goals this year and isn't like and gets more than like an assist, like he'll get his playing time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't even like if he just goes out there and like plays good, he will get his playing time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think he's a good player. I like him actually. Um, I think he should just sign yeah. a contract and play hockey and if he's good enough he'll get paid yeah i just if it's a holdout for some small amount of money like we have the cap space and it's a bridge deal like i pray to god ray shiro just pays him a little bit more and if it's like him holding out because of something something dumb like that like he expects like us to like name him captain or something then i just pray he just grows up and <laughs> i just really yeah. want my grinder back like the season starts in three weeks. Like I need my grinder back. Come on, get it done. <laughs> yeah, I think the only, the biggest thing that concerns me from like the quotes that I saw from Ray Shiro was that he said that they haven't talked in about a week or so. But I think the ball is in like Miles Woods' court. It's like Ray Shiro's kind of said like, "Hey, homie, I know this is what you want, but this is what you know we're offering," and then you know. Yeah, they're both trying to play hardball. I also wonder if it has anything to do with Miles Wood. Sometimes I wonder if there's not some, like, greasy, like, like sports agents involved with this. Because basically he was like, yeah. yeah, Miles wants to be here. He loves us and we love him. We don't know what the yeah. fuck's going on. So that's another thing. It's just, like, what dickhead is whispering in your ear that, like, you need to demand, like, <laughs> again, to, like, be captain or something? I don't, I don't know yeah. all the facts. I just wonder sometimes if... How many like players like this? Because it's a strange situation. He's not a superstar. There's no intense negotiations that should be taking place for this bridge deal. So I, I wonder what yeah. if it could be like a third party like saying things that just like aren't true. Yeah, I have no evidence to substantiate that. I'm not saying that's what it is, but I wonder. Like it's when like players like this are holding out and we don't really know why. Like it's got to be something. <laughs> Yeah, now we got the most important restricted free agent out of the way. The one that'll shape <laughs> shape the future of the league. Yeah. <laughs> Who else we got? Um, <laughs> the next one I got is Shea Theodore, which we kind of talked a little bit about. But I think it's important. I mean, I think now, like, if Schmidt's going to be gone for 20 games or whatever, I mean, Shea Theodore is their best defenseman. Um, oh, and I kind of have to, like, correct myself because when we did the preview for the metro and i kind of talk shit about vegas not being the best matchup or the, it was the easiest matchup against the caps yeah or whatever i said that shea theodore was probably the only top defenseman and i didn't say anything about nate schmidt and i feel like i should have because the dude was an animal in the cup final but i still think that if one of the other two teams made it it would have been a closer series i feel the like caps probably still won but yeah i think it would have been closer um, but yeah, so if Nick or if Nate Schmaltz, no, not Schmidt. Nate Schmaltz, Schmidt. God damn it, too many fucking similar names. 
if Nate Schmidt is out for 20 games and Shea Theodore doesn't sign, I mean, Vegas will probably still pull like some magic together and probably win all 20 games or win all the games until <laughs> Shea Theodore fucking signs. But, it, I mean, it, it hurts. Like, having your two best defensemen probably not sign or not yeah. playing or whatever, that definitely hurts what they can do next year. So, and from what I heard, I mean, I watch, uh, shout out to the hockey guy on YouTube. That's who I watch, like, for my, like, basic general <laughs> overview of the NHL. He said that they're not close on a contract right now, which that can all change. Like we said, there's still three weeks until the season starts. Um, so there's definitely time, and things can get resolved pretty quickly. So, yeah, and I think that if you're Vegas, you really need to get that one done. Yeah. So it'll probably get done, though. I mean, after the season they had, like, people are probably excited to... to. I'm sure that Theodore just wants to fucking play hockey. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and no, I mean, I definitely think it gets done. Um, it is kind of concerning or whatever, just kind of going in. Yeah. But, I mean, I th- I definitely think it'll get done. And you I know think it it'll... I'm sorry, I think it'll get done before the season starts. I don't think it'll hold out into the season. Yeah, I don't either. I just feel like so far they've they've masterfully, you know, signed who they wanted, traded who they wanted. Like, they've been getting their shit done. And especially now that they had a, a good inaugural season, like, they'll get it done. Yeah. I have a lot more faith in Shea Theater starting the season than probably anyone else there. Um, who was the fourth? Uh, Nick Ritchie. From Anaheim. All right, that one should. What? I don't really know why he if he's holding out or I don't know. I don't know if maybe they're really trying to lowball him because I guess he was supposed to be more than he's been. Yeah, he should be grateful that they let him play in the first line. Like that upped his stock, dude. Like I ain't trying to be ignorant. He's not a bad player, but I feel like he was he was really highly touted at one point, and he's, he's just another power forward from Anaheim. <laughs> yeah so i don't know i don't know if he's asking for a lot of money and they're like um no or <laughs> if he, they're trying to really like lowball him and you know whatever yeah but i don't know he's not you know yeah he's he, it's kind of similar to like miles wood he just has some more time under his belt is that he's had decent seasons i mean last year he put up 27 points and the year before that he put up 28 Wait, points? Points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and he has even less potential because he's older and has played more than, like, Miles Wood. That's what I mean. No, he's younger than Miles Wood. Oh, is he? Miles Wood's 23. Well, yeah, that's right. Miles Wood kind of has a late... Yeah, but Richie has more seasons played, right? He has two full seasons. Oh, I guess it's the same thing. Well, two and a half. He played 33 games in 15-16. Um, that's what i mean though dude they they had times this season where they were playing him on the first line and he put up 29 points yes yeah. he was playing with ryan Getzloff part of the time yeah i don't know i think i don't know what he i don't know what's going on so i don't know if he like there's i think there's the least you know out there about nick ritchie's contract situation or whatever his talks um, so I don't know what the angle is, if he's asking for more money, if they're not giving him enough money. How's that cap situation? 
enough to sign Nick Ritchie. Okay. <laughs> they got All six right. mil in cap. Nick Ritchie's not getting oh, half yeah. that. No, absolutely not. You want to know what I was thinking though? What would make these talks about restricted free agents more, more you know, fun? What? If people would actually offer them deals. <laughs> Dude, Wait, I don't like understand why. What? Yes, offer sheets. I don't understand why that's not utilized because, like, you'd feel bad. Like, to the people that you're competing against? Like, what kind of... I don't understand. I think that's hysterical, what happened with, um... What's his name that you guys... <laughs> oh, um, Shea Weber? Yeah, that's hysterical. And it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and dude, we need to see more stuff like that. I need to Especially know the... for these little guys. Like, it's one thing if you don't want to, like, offer sheet someone and then you're scared they're going to get it because then you have to give up three firsts or whatever. But, like, there's no reason that, like, last year, like, Detroit, like, Thanasiu, like, didn't start the season. Like, someone should have just offer sheeted him. Given up a third, gotten him, been on a team for the first game. No reason yeah. that shouldn't happen. Like, I think it would be more fun. If they stop being nice to each other, yeah, I, I know, I kind of agree with you. It's I guess everybody like doesn't do it because it's like, oh, if we do it, then they're gonna do it to one of ours, or whatever. Yeah, but, but if it's you're just good like, at your job, then that wouldn't happen to one of you. Yeah, guys. you just have your guys signed. Yeah, you're that. not in too much of a cap trouble. Like, hold on, let me read the rules real quick on how it works. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it works pretty much the exact way I thought it was. I mean, I can see if, if Nylander's asking for 8 mil, I can see why no one offer sheeted him because that's two first, a second, or no. It's a first, second, and third. If he's asking for 8 mil flat. That's what I mean. So for, like, all-star players, it probably won't happen, one, because the price yeah. is too high. You know what I yeah. mean? It's too much. Two, if it did happen... Then that's it gets really up that yeah it either gets matched or like like say it happens to Austin Matthews like and they're in a dispute Austin Matthews isn't gonna play hockey one of the best centers in the league isn't gonna play hockey to start the season are you nuts like I, don't I just know, man. let it I don't Eric know. Lindros didn't play his first year <laughs> I'm just saying I mean the obviously dude, dude chose not to play his first year <laughs> well no that well that is true technically but he told them not to draft him. He didn't like the owner. He didn't yeah. like him. Fuck him. Dude, I'm well, not saying it wasn't a ballsy move. And he didn't play he didn't play a year for the Flyers either because he didn't like Bob Clark either, so <laughs> But I mean dude Whatever. had concussions and Bob Clark was like, go play hockey. Kind of, so. Yeah. I don't know. It what all I'm gonna say on that is it it happens. If Austin Matthews holds out, it's surprising, but not impossible. No, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. I'm saying that it shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't. And and that's the thing. Like, who will overpay and offer it to? I find that really interesting. Like, who's the team that's going to give up three firsts or whatever it is to offer yeah, Austin first. Matthews for 12 mil? Yeah, that's insane. Um, yeah. I would love to watch a team make that mistake, though. Like, just bring it on. Like... Enter. It's a competition. Like at the end of the day, there. It's like a fist fight, dude. Like you want to be the best. Like yeah, it's it's healthy and we shake hands afterwards. But it's like, you know, it's a competition. 
Like, I don't understand why you shouldn't be that nice to each other about a rule that's built in. Like, yeah. I don't think it's fair for the players either. The whole restricted free agency. Basically, a team owns you. Like, you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's why all the college players, when it comes time to sign with their team, they're like, nah, homie. Like, fuck you. In signing yeah, three I can years go ago, I want. and now I'm going to do whatever I want because I just graduated from goddamn Harvard, and I'm a lawyer, and I'm not stupid. I'm not going to sell you my soul. Like, and I, I think it, that's not really fair, restricted free agency to begin with. So on top of that, then they don't even give – no one even makes offers on these guys who, who should have more of a – you know, more of a say in what their career is like anyway. I don't know. I just think that it. this conversation would be so much better if it was just like – you know, Toronto signed John Tavares, and now the Islanders offer sheeted an Islander like that. I wanted that to happen <laughs> so goddamn bad. I really did. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I think offer sheets are definitely underutilized, especially on the players like Athanas. Uh, uh, fucking Christ. How you say it, dude? Andreas. Atha- it's A squared. <laughs> Fuck, stop talking because you're fucking me up. <laughs> now I don't know how to say Athanas it. you. Yeah. It's like you fucked me up so bad that I forgot how to say it, even though I knew how to say it off the bat. Yeah. Dude, Especially just, for players like that. Yeah, when I'm the just saying. the conversation is low. I, like, looked it up. We could have given him a fair salary, I think even more than what he got from Detroit. They could have gotten a second-round pick, and he could have started the season with us last year. That's all I'm saying. Like, it, yeah. it would have made so much sense for all parties involved. Like, Detroit's rebuilding. Like, you shouldn't have... You have these bad contracts. You shouldn't have did that. Like, get it done. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Oh, speaking of Detroit and bad contracts, um, we could talk about to end off the show. Um, Steve Eiserman stepped down as Tampa Bay's GM. Yeah. And he's in, like, an advisory role until his contract ends. He hasn't said because he probably can't because tampering issues probably. But he said, I'm pretty sure he said that he wants to go home to Detroit to be with his family, which probably means he wants <laughs> to go home to Detroit to be Detroit's new GM. So. Yeah, to be with my Red Wings family. <laughs> yeah. I think that that's cool. I just think, why would he prelimin? Like, why would he pull the trigger on that, especially with how competitive Tampa Bay is? Because if he has to stay in an advisory role anyway, you'd think he'd like try to win the cup and then be like, deuces, now I'm going to Detroit. You know what I mean? I thought it was weird. Yeah. He's a good GM, too. Yeah, I think so. And I think, well, I think that Detroit will definitely be the tell for how good of a GM. I think he's a really good GM, but Detroit is going to be, like, the challenge. And if he can bring Detroit back up to glory, then he's possibly, like, one of the best GMs of all time. Yeah. Because Detroit is not good. Just yeah, the cap. It's not. I don't even care about the team. The cap situation is bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Really bad. It's about as bad as cats. The cap situation. Yeah. You could fix it though. I mean, it might take a little I think while, so. but you could. They could put a good team on the ice. Um, I'm guessing they're, they're going. They just open up some cap space because Zetterberg too. Yeah, because he'll go on LTIR. Yeah. So yeah. But I mean. It's crazy that Detroit is probably one of the worst teams this year, but they're spending to the cap. I mean, they're not spending to the cap anymore because... Oh, actually, did they already put... Oh, no, they already... No. Their projected cap hit, even with 
the LTIR because they already put Zetterberg. Oh, Franzen hasn't gone on LTIR officially. Or I guess no one's on LTIR officially yet. So they'll have about, they'll open up 9 mil in cap space, almost 10, with Franzen and Zetterberg on LTIR. But okay. they only have, oh, uh, they actually, I mean, I, I think Cronwall's done after this year. He's expiring, so there's 4.75 mil right there. Um, Thomas Vanek is expiring. They're lucky they got <laughs> off that Datsuk thing, though. That's true. Because there's a recapture penalty on his contract. But they yeah. gave it. But they gave it, which was good. That was actually a good move on them. But those, re- yeah. those they can hurt, too. I, I like, don't know. I, I don't think I understand it perfectly, but... I was reading about, like, what could possibly happen, like, in Minnesota, like, when Parisi and, um, like, Suter Suter inadvertently, like, hang it up, like, right at the same time, like, a couple years too early, and that that shit can hurt you, dude. I remember those numbers not being good to look at. It's scary. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough, but, I mean... They got Larkin, and they have Manta, and they have um, Philip Zadina now. So, that's cool. Oh, yeah, they're not terrible. And they have actually decent prospects. They have pretty good, a decent prospect start, I think. Yeah, they could they so. could they could come back up. They just need to get, get off these bad contracts. And, you know, again, Detroit's original six, they're proud. They don't want to, they don't want to wait. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing that hurts them is not even, like, well, I mean, the money doesn't help. It's just the term of some of these contracts. Like, Danny DeKaiser's making five mil for four more years. Yeah. And Abdicator's making... Oh, the Abdicator one's, like... It's bad. It's, it's five bad. years, 4.25 mil. Yeah. And he's already, like, what? How old's that, dude? 31. He's and then 30, Franz right? Nielsen yeah. still ha- has four more years at 5.25 that's the thing though that's maybe that's it'll get better now really and why not good yeah i i mean maybe yes Iserman. i'm sorry could could probably fix this but that's what i mean by they're proud like you should you should have looked at the state of your team and never offered franz nielsen that much money to begin with yeah yeah <laughs> like you just let things, someone else buy that <laughs> like yeah most of the like contracts that they have should have never been signed because they should have already been starting the rebuild like three years ago. Yeah, and I understand they wanted to keep the playoff streak alive, but like even Nielsen at his best, yeah, it was not <laughs> was not like what you you, you could have tried for less. And then you got a Nielsen who, you know, puts up like thirty points a year tops, and now you're paying him like five mil. It's like, ugh, dude, it's no no bueno. That that was not. Getting you into the his thirty points, or forty or fifty weren't even getting you into no, the playoffs like that year that you missed. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, even if he had a better year, that wasn't carrying them into the playoffs this year, two years ago, whenever it was when they first missed it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like they were fucked. Yeah, right. yeah, they were they were already fucked. And I get it though. If you've been on that long of a streak, you go for it. But now you're stuck with that guy. Well, the thing is, is that, like, I get they, like, once you have it, you want to hold on to it, but they got to the 25-year mark, and then the that year that after was 25, that off season, that's the year that they signed that they should have just been, like, we got to 25, there's no, I mean, I guess they didn't know Datsuk was leaving either, 
Or was that the year two? That was the same year, wasn't it? it I think so. Um, I'd have to look. But I understand wanting to keep a streak alive, too. Like, not wanting to give up before it's over. But, like, you, sh- they should have at least seen that it, it was coming soon. So, like, to offer guys like Nielsen, like, that far out. It'd be yeah. one thing if they if it was a one-year contract at that. And they're like, well, we're trying to oh, keep... they could have gave him... I wouldn't have, if they would have did one year, they could have gave him fifty million dollars. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But they should have known, even though they wanted to keep the streak alive, that it was coming. That like the day of yeah. reckoning, it was going to end soon. So like to stop with the long term contracts. Then if you want to be an idiot to keep it going with one year deals, more power to you. But once it's over, then it's over, and now it's really over, and you're stuck with these guys. Yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with Abdelkader to begin with. I I like Justin Abdelkader too. He's not a bad player, but that contract yeah. is already an existing contract that's been around for a long time. They signed Justin Abdelkader to like an eight-year contract, like yeah, seven years. <laughs> he's a power forward. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the <laughs> worst thing about it is that he has a no-trade clause. Oh, that's. <laughs> Dude, when I when I got fired in GM mode and I got put in with Detroit, he was the biggest pain in the ass I had. I got hired in NHL yeah. 18 by Detroit, and he was the biggest pain in the ass I had to deal with was his contract. Yeah. Because all the yeah, other I ones mean, ended, at least. That one just kept going. Like, Yeah, I mean, I definitely get why he got the money he got. Like, 4.25 mil is not, like, terrible for when he was putting up, like, 40 points or whatever. No, and even if it was four getting, like, years, that would have been time. great. Yeah, he was probably getting like four or four. Fucking, he was probably getting penalty kill time, and he was doing all this stuff, and he was still putting up points or whatever. But what he signed that contract in two thousand and fifteen. Two thousand and fifteen. He had one more good year after that, and then the last two have been not good. Yeah, and there's still that. This is only the third year of that contract. Yeah. Well, because he signed an extension. So, really, actually, no, he didn't have a good year on this contract. (laughs) So, the second he signed it, he's done. Yeah, the second (laughs) it kicked in, that year that it kicked in, he had 21 points. He's probably hoping he gets bought out so they still have to pay him and they can go to another team and make another couple mil on the bottom (laughs) side. Do you got anything else for this week? No, I was just going to say, if you're tuning in and you're still with us after our previews and this episode and everything, I hope you're still enjoying yourself. And again, keep up with us. You know, season's going to start soon. Um, And please give us, you know, give us feedback. What do you guys want to, what do you guys want to hear? Questions, concerns, you know, hit us up. Let's get this. Let's really get this thing going. And uh, this is going to be a great, great season. That's all. I think this is going to be one of my favorites. It yeah. just ha- I have a feeling that this is going to be like a classic season. I think everyone is going to, yeah, things are going to happen. I feel like it's going to be good. I feel like my team can be good. And even if they're not, I feel like I'm still going to enjoy it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's going to do it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter at OffTheBarCast. You can follow me on Twitter at FuckYouRaf. And I'm going to get Rob... Twitter game on point so that way he can actually <laughs> fucking use his goddamn Twitter. He has one. I own one. He doesn't one. know how to use the website because he's a fucking idiot. Dude, I'm an old I'm an old man. 
all right, I'm no spring chicken compared to you, and you probably grew up with that damn Twitter in your hand. And <laughs> You grew up with it just as much as I did. I know, I didn't have Twitter, though, and someone made my Facebook. I'm going to get on my game, though. I'm just not creative enough to tell you what my handle is on the air, because it's just my name, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's bad. It's, it's a bad one. So, it's yeah, bad, not, but please, we're, we're going to get Rob it going. set up, and we'll start communicating on Twitter and stuff like that. But you can always hit me up on Twitter. Um, hit up the podcast on Twitter. It has all our new show links and stuff like that. So you can find everything that you need there. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. Um, once again, this has been Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. And I'm Joey. And this is Rob. And we'll see you guys next week.